Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. So let's hop into today's episode. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about motivation, why it may be very low for you, and what you can do about it. But first... Merry Christmas. No. <laughs> it's November 1st. Right. It's Christmas. No, Christmas it's not. season has begun. Everyone agreed with me on my poll. That's not true. Yeah, Not everybody. Is. Most people agreed. You're diluting Christmas. I will dilute whatever I need to dilute because it fills my cup and makes me happy. So... Before we jump into the episode, if you have not left a review yet, please do so. Whether you're on Spotify, just tap that little star rating. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can do the same thing or you can write a short little blurb. We love reading through them, so thank you if you have done that recently. And let's start with today's little episode. Where are we going with this? Pretty stoked about this one. So the way my brain works, like... I've been noticing this with uh, with training, with MMA training. I'll be set. I'll be stuck on a certain thing. <clears throat> could be a combination. It could be whatever, some, some, some specific technique I haven't uh, digested yet. My brain will work on that for either a few days or a few weeks, and it will come up with a solution randomly. And like I'll be like, oh, this is what I was supposed to be doing. And then I'll have that aha moment that just clicks. So my brain like downloads information, it processes it in the background without me thinking about it, and then it spits shit out randomly. And I'll just have my aha moment driving home. So it's not usually like with life stuff, it's usually with something like that. <clears throat> um, but it happened with life stuff this week. So I was driving home. Mindfulness has been, if you listen to this podcast, the theme of my life for the last year and a half or so. Um, just incorporating it, focusing on it. Meditation um, has, has really shifted my focus to that, to getting the most out of life. And uh, I listened to a blurb of a podcast with Andrew Huberman and uh, Jocko Willink. <clears throat> just talking about dopamine, um, the fact that it is a renewable, not infinite source, and all the things that kind of go into this little back and forth play. So to kind of connect it, I'm driving home. I shut the radio off because I wanted to focus on mindfulness. So they talk about meditation, you know, just doing an actual session and um, walking meditation in these books that I'm reading, Thich Nhat Hanh, <clears throat> uh, a very well-known monk. So I decided I wanted to do that on my drive home. So I shut the radio off. I was going to focus on, you know, feeling the car driving, listen to the sounds, um, just looking at the trees and the foliage we have around here and just enjoying my drive home, being in that moment. And it kind of clicked with this episode on dopamine. Um, and if you're brand new to the concept or you haven't heard much about dopamine, you may have seen a headline called dopamine fasting. People are talking that, about that a lot. Well, first, maybe some people don't even know what dopamine is. So why don't you go over that? Dopamine is uh, what gives you pleasure, um, what gives you satisfaction, helps improve motivation. So these you're releasing dopamine when you accomplish something. So to use liver king terms, <clears throat> going back to your primal ancestry, 
let's say you just went on a hunt, you got a kill, you brought food back to your family, you accomplished something, you get a nice boost of dopamine. Um, so it's a, it's a driver of will and, and motivation, but it's much more accessible in much easier ways today than it has been ever, um, which is becoming a problem. And that's something that we'll kind of dive into a bit further today. Um, <clears throat> I lost my train of thought on the drive thing. Just, just jumped in there and threw me threw me totally off. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, driving back to kind of connect the dots, mindfulness, the dopamine, um, just because technically, mute, not technically, literally, music can release dopamine. So all these external stimulants and um, let's just go through a list. So working out releases dopamine. Ice baths release dopamine. Um, music releases dopamine. Sugary treats release dopamine. Anytime you're feeling really good, that happened from some type of external stimulus, that's a trigger of dopamine. It got released. Now, the issue, I mean, there's nothing wrong with feeling good, but the issue with consistent release of dopamine is that for as high as you get on dopamine, you get equally as low. There's a mirroring effect. It's the inverse, essentially. So if your dopamine spikes super high, <clears throat> you're going to come down. Um, it releases... I believe it's dynorphin is the opposite of an endorphin and it's it's a painful feeling. So it kind of it brings you back down, not to baseline, but below baseline. So if you were 10 points above baseline, <clears throat> as far as dopamine levels and feeling really, really good, really high, you're going 10 points below baseline. You're going to feel really bad. So that's like, they talk about it in that podcast, is it's the concept of addiction. So you get, you chase that high, that quick high, you spike up and then you crash, you feel really bad and you go back to chasing that high again. That's why you want to keep going back and back and back to that. And it's that, that's not just addiction to drugs. <clears throat> Look at our addiction to social media. Screens. Screens. Like that has been my biggest awakening in the last two days. So coming back to this again, dopamine, dopamine fasting, that's what we were talking about. That's where, that's where we left off there. Dopamine fasting is a headline you're going to see a lot more now. If you scroll, if you just type in dopamine to YouTube, you'll probably see 1500 videos with the thumbnail dopamine fasting. The concept there is to bring you back down to baseline. So depriving yourself of, of all dopamine, of all those stimulants, stimulus, stimuli, stimuli, um, to let you just kind of recenter and kind of resensitize yourself, I guess, in a sense. But think of social media as like, if you're constantly scrolling and going through this, you're sitting in this, this smoky room. The more you can scale back and modulate that stimulus and kind of control how much you're allowing that to be released as far as dopamine, the clearer that room gets. The more you come back to the present, the more you come back to mindfulness, the more you come back to that present moment, living in the here and now, you can you can thrive better because you're able to resensitize yourself in a sense to have more motivation again. So kind of going through what I felt the last couple of days because I've I'm not dopamine fasting, but the way you kind of look at it is you don't need to cut back on everything that releases dopamine. Obviously, that would be silly. You wouldn't feel very good, and there's no point to it. But you need to modulate and moderate where those releases are coming from. So when I'm about to do something, two days, I'm doing this two days, is this worth tapping into my dopamine stores? They're renewable, but as high as they get, I'm going to get low, and there's a waiting period. Is this worth that period? Is this worth me losing some motivation for things that I have to do later in the day? If it is... I'll do it. If it's not, I'm not going to do it. And that's been a compound on top of what I was trying to do and failing miserably with scrolling. I would pick up my phone, 
is what I'm about to look at going to serve me in some way? Am I going to learn something that I really wanted to learn? Is this going to benefit me in my life at all? Or am I killing time just scrolling? That's what I was trying to do. It was failing. So now I'm asking myself, is this worth tapping into my dopamine reserves? Is this worth having much less motivation and drive and satisfaction from other things later on? That's a much easier question to answer because that answer is no every time I go to pick up my phone just to scroll through my phone. Well, it's more of a concrete thing, I think, and that that sort of keeps you motivated in a sense, which is ironic, but it is more of that forced pause. Whereas anybody, like we tell, we would tell clients this all the time, like just take a second. Is this something that I want to do right now? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It's hard to kind of pinpoint if something is, but when you have like that mindset of thinking about, is this like when you picture your cup and your cup is full, is this worth my cup coming is this worth some liquid coming out of my cup right now? I guess that's a good picture to put on it, but it's, you're a visual person. it sort of gives you more of an objective view of it, I think. Yeah, and it's, again, it's, it's not infinite, it's renewable. So if you're pouring it out of your cup, think of a tap water, you're now below your baseline and it's on very, very low. It's just dripping out slowly. So it's going to refill, but it's going to take time to refill and you're going to be very thirsty in that meantime. So bringing this home... If you are a person who is wondering why motivation has been very, very low or just you don't get a lot of satisfaction or pleasure out of basic things, you are probably tapping into those dopamine reserves a lot more than you should be, whether that is through scrolling, whether that is through stacking a bunch of dopamine things. So I'm experimenting now with, because I'm having coffee before I lift, with silent workouts. And I'm not saying that your go-to has to be shutting down on, on music. I think my biggest benefit the past couple of days has literally just been my lack of scrolling. I have not been on social media unless I'm posting something. Posting or responding to comments, DMs, or I'm not on social media. I think that's been the biggest thing, and I already have so much more energy. I'm much more productive in the past, we're talking two days. I haven't even done this on a big scale yet, and this isn't, it's not a placebo effect. I can physically feel it. I am not... I'm not getting that uh, almost, you ever scroll and get that hangover because you go down a rabbit hole on TikTok for like 15 or 20 minutes and then your head almost hurts? TikTok is like notorious for this because it keeps you pulled in longer, I think, than Instagram, which is probably why it's so relevant to like the younger generations, which is also scary. But yeah, it. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody listening can probably relate to just getting lost in social media. And not but I'm even... talking about the physical feeling afterwards. Do you have you ever noticed the yeah. physical feeling? Yeah. Like you don't want to do anything. You're like in a massive fog until you pull yourself out of it. Yeah, and I think that as a creator, that impacts my creativity. I've talked about this before on pot, on the podcast too. Like, I. I'm in a good place now where I can be aware of it of, and I don't really mindlessly scroll, um, but it's really easy to do that and when you do take in too much information, that's going to absolutely impact what you can put out there. So for us, for people who need to be putting stuff out regularly and consistently, that can hold you back. It's not even just for content creation though, it's for everything that you have to do. If you have projects, do at work. If you got to get the kids ready, if you want to work out after work. If you find yourself scrolling consistently throughout the day, not even long periods, you didn't get lost in some rabbit hole for a half an hour. If every break, <clears throat> your lunch break, I am I was notorious for every single day at, at lunch, I would be on YouTube just watching something to entertain me while I ate my food. 
but I had no motivation to do anything after two o'clock every single day. I would stack my morning, two training sessions, one lift, one MMA. Um, I got music, I got coffee. I'm listening to music both ways on the drive. <clears throat> I'm, I'm bouncing from the time I wake up until about two o'clock, I'm moving and after that, I don't wanna do shit. I'm not even that tired, but I have no desire to do anything else for work. It just stops right there. So that's, again, dopamine is the driver of motivation, of satisfaction, of pleasure. If you are not feeling those things, there's a good reason you are slowly draining those stores. Again, it's, it's not infinite, it's renewable, I'm gonna keep saying that. So when you use it, there's a rebound period. You're gonna be below baseline, you're not gonna feel good for a period of time. So again, you can spike it up really high and crash really low in a short period of time, or you can constantly drip that out with useless nonsense, mindless scrolling, so you're still well below those stores and your motivation just remains low for that entire day, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think this is something that we have noticed. Well, it impacts your kids too. So obviously, they're, if you have young children, they're probably not on social media, but with screens and screen time, you know, it's something that we were very hyper aware of, I would say, when Kai was younger and then... Obviously, with everything we've had going on, I would say even over the last year, we've been more lenient towards, you know, turning on the TV for certain things. Or if we have calls, we, we just put them in front of a movie or we always end the night with a movie on the couch or his favorite TV show. It just kind of became a habit. And this week, we also kind of reassess that for him. We don't watch TV that much. Why are we having him watch TV that much? And I think it's something that we've started to notice has impacted his sleep. It has definitely impacted his mood and just how um, well he listens or just the mood that he is in every day. Obviously, some of that is just toddler life, but I notice a difference. Like we've gone, this is day two now, and yesterday we did no TV at all. Um, and I'm not saying we're never going to do TV again, but we're just being much more aware of that TV time because they get that dopamine hit too. And it's the same exact thing for our children. Habits was a good word because we get set in these routines where it may not be the same thing at the same time every day. But if I have downtime, I reach for my phone. If something's going on in Kai's sense, he's going to watch TV. There are these pulls to certain things, but... After you break them for a few days, that pull loses its strength. So similar to eating, like if you've been pounding sugar for months on end and you kind of scale back and really implement a ton of whole foods, you start craving those whole foods. Same thing on this side. If you start detaching from mindless scrolling, you're no longer getting that pull because you're you're addicted to that hit. That That's your dopamine hit. You're addicted to that phone. It's part of a habit, but it's also a physical pull from that dopamine response, your body knows it's gonna get that hit from scrolling, from that treat in the fridge, from X, Y, or Z. So once you can kind of pull, reassess, acknowledge, again, this is a situation where as long as you're aware of a problem, you can make an adjustment from that problem. It's not an issue unless you're just mindlessly unaware of something that's wrong. So become aware of that. I now understand I'm using those dopamine stores. It is affecting every other area of my life. I didn't realize it before, I am now aware of it, I can now make the change. So when I go to reach for my phone at lunchtime, when I go to reach for my phone, when I stop moving or I'm standing in line for three minutes, I'm gonna take my hand back out of my pocket, I'm not gonna to touch it, and that pull will slowly start to evaporate, and you're not gonna be as drawn into those things. And I do wanna clarify, and maybe you'll have a different opinion here, but I think we can say 
it's like an addiction. It's not necessarily an addiction. Addiction is a disease. It's not like you're going to have, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Are you going to have like a withdrawal from this? Um, when you compare, I, I just don't want to throw around the word addiction because I know sometimes that can be a sensitive subject with comparing it to people who are truly addicted to drugs and alcohol and things like that. Mm, I'm, I'm not sure. <clears throat> I'm not sure to be honest with you. I think that's a strong, that's a strong position. I think you can be addicted to less significant things. I'm not going to say that for a fact. Obviously, I'm not in that field. But it's a similar, we'll say it's a similar sensation because you are drawn to that hit. Yeah. So just wanted to clarify that because I think that addiction is definite. From what I understand, it's more of something that happens in your brain and something that you have to withdraw from and have withdrawals to because of you not getting that need so maybe we'll clarify that in the next episode when we learn more but I just wanted to throw that out there um but going back to Kai I guess and because we wanted to tie that into this episode too so something that we have been struggling with him is he doesn't really like independent play and I think it ties back to this screen time thing is anytime we needed to make dinner or maybe we needed to hop on a call or do something where we couldn't be entertaining him or playing with him it was the tv so he just hasn't had that like option I guess to go sit in his playroom by himself and learn how to play by himself so that's something that we're being way more intentional about um I got some just more interactive and I guess, intentional toys that will help him sort of just have an imagination and think for himself and want to play by himself, which is important. Um, so that's something that we're currently focusing on with him. And but even after one, oh, lost the phone. Even after one day, like yesterday, he didn't watch TV at all. Like today, he played almost the entire morning with his cars without an issue by himself. And like, he did it for a little bit this afternoon with me. And previous to that, like this weekend, last week, like we would ask him to go, you know, play. Go, why don't you go play in your room for a little bit? And he would fight us on it. Like he just wouldn't do it. So like you mentioned, the rebound effect is pretty fast. And um, it's not something that you're stuck doing or you're stuck with. So have an open mindset with it. And but play with different levels. Like like I said, I'm going to more of an extreme right now. Like I'm not going to drive in silence for the rest of my life, but I'm going to scale back and I'm going to implement things and see what feels the best and what feels the most manageable and what I feel I can maintain. Like, again, the mindless scrolling, cutting that off for the last day and a half, I under, a thousand percent that has made the biggest difference. If the rest of these variables don't make any difference or a small difference, maybe I'll start playing with them or pulling some or, and putting some back. But play with it yourself like anything else, like with your diet, like with your training routine. Figure out if you start with the scrolling, then maybe you do a drive to work without music. See how that feels. Or don't do the coffee until you need it in the afternoon. See how that feels. Or at all, if at all. Um, play with different levels of this, different variations, and see what balance makes the most sense for you. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have coffee in the afternoon if you want to sleep well. 11. Cut it off at 11. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the quick little dopamine slash motivation episode. If you have been 
Again, noticing you're getting less satisfaction, less pleasure, less motivation throughout each day. This is something to think about. Look at your routine, figure out if you are tapping into those dopamine reserves a little more than you need to. Um, I hate to say earn it, because I feel like that can develop a poor relationship, but in context, in context, in context, earn that dopamine, use it for the right things, use it for things that you feel good about. Again, this is something that you get from achieving things, from, from reaching those accomplishments. You get those dopamine that, ah, I did it, this feels great. Training, the most simplest term, you get a great workout in, I feel really good. That's your dopamine. So earn it in context. And just be mindful about it, kind of reflect on it and be aware of what is happening. I think that's the biggest thing here is to just have that awareness around what this feeling is stemming from or not stemming from and making a change to fix that. And if you've been a longtime listener and you've already been uh, in on the mindfulness conversation, these two things go hand in hand. So pair those two up, scale back from the mindless stuff, be more intentive, have more intention with everything that you're doing and live in the present moment and it will change your life. We're wrapping it up here. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.